Hi, this is Annie Fox of Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Linda Gordon. Linda Gordon is a family therapist and the author of the book, Too Close for Comfort, Questioning the Intimacy of Today's New Mother-Daughter Relationship. Hi, Linda. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. I'm so glad that we're going to be talking about this because the mother-daughter thing is something that, well, we've all had mothers. <laughs> we all do, and many of us have daughters, but we really and many, all share. This I is- as well. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that this new mom-daughter intimacy is something that I recall growing up. Is it, in fact, kind of a new permutation of the mother-daughter, which used to be like contention? <laughs> It's totally new. And the reason it's new is because this is the first generation where mothers are living longer and daughters are marrying later. And so that gives you all of your 20s as a daughter, as an adult daughter, to be experiencing life as a single woman. Um, And your mother is still working very often first generation of mothers who have a life outside of the house, you know, that over 50% of us do. So there's an awful lot that has changed. In the past, an adult daughter often was close to her mother um, in childhood. Then there was a lot of individuation. And then she may reverse roles and be a caretaker. But now the two of you are actually just experiencing life as you experience it at the same time. I see. Well, it certainly comes with good and bad as I see it. Um, or in, in the case of the way you describe things in your book, there's kind of an overreaching and a blurring of boundaries that, um, well, just to give you a bit of background, I've been on the receiving end of email from mostly tween girls and teen girls for the last 18 years. And, um, a lot of what comes up for them and their emails to me is the fact that their mothers seem to be in their space an awful lot at the time when they are wanting less of that. Now, I know part of that is is normal during the teen years, but we're talking about young adult daughters in your book. Well, there's been an awful lot of overparenting in the mm. last, I don't know, like I'd say it started at least 20 years ago. My, what, my, where do you think that numbers, comes from? Well, I think that for, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that I may be blurring my generations right now, so I'm really speaking about myself. So right now, I have, um, I had my kids in my 20s, and my daughter is now 41. And when I was raised, it was very, very different. So if I was going to be going to college, I filled out my own applications. I didn't have trips beforehand that, that, that I, you know, that I got to um, see the college beforehand. Um, I took my first airplane ride a thousand miles away to the college alone. Um, I spoke to my parents once a week. Yeah. So when I raised my children and the generation after me, we were, we were absolutely acting, I think, somewhat in reaction to our own childhood. And we were very involved. Plus, a lot of us were part of the counterculture revolution. We um, were much more laissez-faire. We were pretty flexible with our kids. And we realized that we were going to be very, very involved. And what happened is we started to get too invested and too involved and very permissive. This makes perfect sense. I think you and I are contemporaries, and and what you're describing matches my experience growing up. Um, how how do you know whether you are too invested in the life of your daughter? I think you know when you um, 
when you can't separate your own disappointments from her disappointments mm-hmm. or when you personalize things that are not about you but they were really about her. When she has a job interview and you feel like you need to um, write a thank you note. That's happening <laughs> a lot. That's happening a lot, right? Uh, when, yeah. she call, when she calls you um, and, and says, you know, I need directions to someplace because she hasn't prepared before herself. When she calls you from another state and says, will you call the Honda dealership because my car is not working? All of that means that you are just too involved in her life. And the really important thing about stepping back is to realize that you are undermining her self-confidence. The more you do for her, the more she thinks I can't do for myself. Okay. Now, here's what I hear moms say. Um, I'm happy to help my daughter. And when she calls me, I feel like she needs me. And for me, need means she loves me. And so you're telling me to back off. Um, what do I have to do? Love her less? It, there's very, it's right. confusing right. for a lot well, of moms. What we would say for, for a kid that was out of college is what you have to practice is, is um, engaged, um, engaged distance. So you have to... What you have to do is essentially be an active listener. You have to think about being a coach. So you're not loving her less at all. You're giving her the tools so that she can start strategizing for herself. You sit there and you mirror back some of the things she's saying. So she could say, she could call you up panicked and say, my boyfriend, the the boy I thought I was going to marry broke up with me. And you want to say, which I think is the normal reaction that many mothers have is, it's okay, you'll get over this, you're fine, you'll be, and and do a whole cheerleading thing. What will inevitably happen is your daughter will then get angry at you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The thing to do, this is a great example, is when she calls you up and is upset and says something as powerful as, I think I'm going to die, mom. And you're dealing with a kid who's not suicidal, right? You're dealing with a pretty sturdy kid. And she says, Mom, I'm so sad. I think you're going to die. Your reaction could be, oh, honey, I know. You really think you're going to die. And I will bet that she will then relax into saying to you something like, I know I'm not going to die. It's just so bad. And you can be there with her. Mm-hmm. But if you try to fix it, she's going to think you don't hear my pain. It's so adept at what you're saying would would work for moms of 20-year-olds or moms of second graders. I hear from moms of little girls, and this is probably where it starts, huh, Linda? Um, my daughter wasn't invited to this birthday party. Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to call up her mom and find out why. Or, or it's as if mom has been personally affronted and, and she's down in the trenches with the tissues and the sobbing with her daughter. And, and there's something inherently so unhealthy there. Who is the adult here? That's exactly right. I once saw a mother and daughter in, um, I think it was like second grade. And the daughter came home first day of school and she had loved her teacher. Second day of school, comes home and says to her mom, you know, they're switching me out. The class is too big. They're switching me out. Starts to cry in her mother's arms. Her mother starts to cry with her. Now, (laughs) you're right. Who's the adult? And what a great opportunity missed in that case. But for those of you who are listening, (laughs) when you feel what your daughter feels, the opportunity to help her process this that's right is is huge so what would you advise instead of crying and sobbing along with your well, daughter well i would first say identify that that's not empathy that's enmeshment 
Empathy, and empathy is to sympathize with the feelings, but not to literally feel them so that you can't be your best self and function. So this, and I, was, I, go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say, so that's, that's a separation kind yeah. of thing. You know, yeah. it's like when you go to the doctor and your child is getting vaccinated, you don't need to be sobbing there with her. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're there to be kind of a comfort as a witness as somebody who is is not abandoning them is 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 there experiencing it with them but not for them they need to experience some of the rough edges of life i mean yeah. we're calling this grit these days and oh, it yeah. certainly seems that when we get down in the trenches with our daughter and and feel the agony as she feels it and and we probably think okay we're helping but we're really we're not not helping well, I was just thinking of the, all the mindfulness training that, that is going on right now that is so helpful. And that's exactly what you're describing is teaching your children to be able to notice the uncomfortable feelings and know that they will not destroy them. So sit with them. It's kind of like a vote of confidence that mom mm-hmm. is giving a daughter by recognizing, okay, you know, this is sad. This is disappointing. And it's all about attitude, isn't it? It's like, oh God, yeah. (laughs) But what if mom doesn't feel very self-confident in her own life? That's a challenge, isn't it? That's a real challenge. And I think that if she can be aware of that, that there's a lot of places for her to go get support. And she can get support from other mothers, from parenting classes, from therapists, if it's really troubling them. There's lots of support out there, but it's really important to be able to acknowledge it. You know, I'm, I come, the phrase that just came to mind is put on your own oxygen mask first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's so interesting how, how muddled it has gotten in a, the minds of a lot of moms that good parenting is this overreaching, as you say. Um, and it, what we're seeing then is girls who feel so dependent on their moms and, and so um, insecure about their own ability to make a step forward. That's right. That's right. And what's interesting is that you'll find that there are some articles um, where the mother and the daughter are celebrating the idea that my mother is my best friend because the separations aren't happening. And it's impossible. You can't. I mean, what I like to say is you would jump in front of a truck to save your daughter. For your friend, you'd call 911. (laughs) It's not appropriate. Very different. <laughs> yes, yeah, really great. And 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 yet this idea, it's this this pride involved. My daughter and I are best friends. Right. And sometimes I hear it. I hear it from um, dads. I hear it from dads who who are feeling estranged from their daughters. I say, mm-hmm. There's no room for me in this relationship yeah. because my wife or my ex wife and my daughter are best friends. Um, I know that you write about the mom-daughter relationship, but do you have any advice for dads? I do, because I think that it, if you talk about women's self-esteem, there, the, the women who were in the workforce, the generation before so many of us were, if you listen to their stories, they all talk about close relationships with their fathers. Because their fathers essentially gave them the, um, the ability to believe that they could go out in the world and make something of themselves and do something. So fathers have such an important role, partly because fathers don't see themselves replicated in their daughters. They have a natural separation, which can give them a great amount of wisdom 
And that is really helpful. So when a dad is trying to find some space between mom and daughter to have a relationship with the daughter, what what do you suggest? suggest? Who who do you approach? Do you ask mom to back off? Do you do you circumvent mom and go direct to the daughter? Um, I, my first instinct is, I mean, hopefully you have a relationship with your 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 wife and you can talk about it. But let let's say it's bigger than she can really hear. What I would do would be to build on some interests and passions that I have or know and like and that my daughter has. Or even if if we don't have the same ones, I would be curious about the ones that she has so that we could build a bond about something totally separate. And in that way, you're not making any negative statement about her mother or making her feel like she's in the middle of something that she doesn't want to be in the middle of. That's very wise. Um, and, And that is, I think... Very um, apt advice when you're talking about dads who maybe have shared custody with daughters. Exactly. It, it can get really, really tricky. Right. right. I'm so glad that you wrote this book, Linda. And, I, and I'm really um, hopeful that people who are listening to this podcast and viewing it will uh, maybe take a step back and, and assess for themselves whether or not they are too close for comfort. Are there a couple of questions aside from throwing yourself in front of the bus versus <laughs> calling 911 that, that maybe a little checklist of three or five things that, that um, people can self-assess? Am I too close to my daughter? What, what would you say to that? Well, I think, I think one of the things is, um, you know, if you feel like your daughter's relying on you, and if, I think there may be some behavioral things to look at. So one of them is, does my daughter choose me before she goes out and sees her own friends? Um, If she has a problem, does she have other friends to call or is it only me? Um, Do we wear the same clothing? I mean, like, are we too invested, right? Are we too invested in looking alike? Um, Do I share things that are not appropriate? with my daughter. Is she sharing things with me? That's actually too much information. You know, if she did five shots last night and slept at some guy's house, I don't want to know that. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to know that. That, those would be the signs things that are just not about a caring parental relationship, but that more about the details of their lives that you never need to know. Okay. And so say we take this little self-assessment and we come up with Yes, 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 yes. Um, what's your advice for next steps? Well, I think if it's the mother who is doing it, I yeah. think the, the advice is to look into, I mean, she, I think what she's going to have to do is figure out what is it, what is she doing? What is it she getting from her daughter that she needs to get somewhere else? Ah. And again, we're not talking about disconnection at all. So that's one thing. Is she living her life too closely with her daughter? Does she need to go get her own interests? Does she need to look and see whether she's bored with her job? Is her relationship with her husband, if she has one, one where she's, you know, not that the two of them are not connected and she's not connected with him? So all of that should be looked at. So the daughter... I, yeah. I would think if the daughter doesn't notice, then it would be up to the mom to gently give her these messages that you really are okay the way you are and that you can, I got I to gotta let you have wings and you have to be able to fly. 
You know, I did, I, there's one story which, um, that one person said that her daughter was going to go to some graduate program and she had, she had several that she was choosing from and one was really far away. And um, when her daughter went to visit that program, friends of this mother said, she said she'd love to come here, but it's really too far away. And at this point, she was like 24 years old, and she should be able to go where she wants to go. And the mother heard that, and the mother said, honey, I got to give you wings. You have to take wings. You got to take flight. You can always come back, and I'm always here for you, but you cannot limit your life choices because of this. And that was perfect. That's great. And did she go to that school far she away? Did. She oh, did. Yay. She did. She did. She did. Wonderful. And, and that's a source of pride for that young woman yeah. to have taken that step. And how wonderful for mom to have given her that encouragement. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, this has been great. We only have about a minute left and I'd love to have you um, let our listeners and viewers know where they can find out about your work and your book. Thank you. Well, I've got a website that I have for my private practice, which is www.linda-gordon.net. All the books are up there. And um, I have a book coming out with my co-author. And there's another website for that coming out in the spring. And it's called, which is your, which is really in, in, in your field, How to Connect with My iTeam. I teen. I yes. like that. Yes. Cool and that title. website is parentingroadmaps.com. Thank you again, Linda, for the work you do oh. and for the time you spent with us today. Thank you, Annie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my parent coaching services, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People. And my latest book for tween girls, the Girls Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Eggplant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Rebecca Haynes, author of The Princess Problem, guiding our girls through the princess-obsessed years. Until next time, happy parenting.